Hello, I'm your host Gillian Semler. You're listening to Let's Talk, brought to you by CityLets. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show for the world of property letting, investment, legislation, personal stories and much more. If you want to get in touch direct, just reach out. Let's Talk at citylets.co.uk. Joining me today is Mark McLeod, founder and director of Edinburgh-based Clouds Property Management. Morning, Mark. Good morning. Thanks for coming in. Thank you. I've not seen you for a while, considering... We knew each other many, many years ago. A long time ago. We used to be next door neighbours for... How many years? Was it six years, maybe? Uh, Yeah, maybe nearly pushing ten, wasn't it? Gosh, really? Or maybe eight. A long time. Yeah. But a long time ago. So we've been reminiscing mm. for this recording of stories. Yes, luckily off record. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Might talk about the end, actually. Yeah, okay. I don't know what to bring that right. particular one up. <laughs> maybe later. Your choice. Well, maybe later. Well, we'll just um, dive straight in. Sure. And your agency specialises in top-end properties for corporate clients and individuals mm. looking for either long or short term, including festival rentals. Today, however, I'd like to focus more on short-term rentals and in particular the effects of the new PRT, tax changes for landlords, Airbnb Mm -hmm. and other proposals that are currently under discussion that would affect the short-term market. Sure. So as I touched on earlier, Clouds has a long-established short-term side to the business, including being an accommodation provider for companies and performers in the Edinburgh Festival. That's right. So did your short-term business start off orientated around the festival and what prompted you to get into that side of letting? Yes, actually, well, first of all, thank you very much for having me. It's good to be here. The, Welcome. Um, yes, the, 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 well, the short-term side for Clouds really started, uh, like a lot of these great ideas do start out of a complete accident about 20 years ago where um, a friend of mine had, was going to be travelling for the month of August. She had a very nice flat in the new town and inquired whether or not it might be available, like might, it might be useful for me to think about it as a festival let. And I, I, it came as a bit of a surprise because we've never done it before. Yeah. But um, at the same time as that, by complete coincidence, we had an offer, and it was through Friends of Friends, for a company coming up to Edinburgh for the festival. And that was a bit of a young buck mm-hmm. then. Um, I decided uh, to give it a go. So it... Um, we put some terms and conditions together. We agreed a price. I had a just a kind of common sense idea yeah. of what the tenants would want during the festival. I it all set up, you know, set up, fully furnished. It was in the days actually, even before I think the internet was getting really Gosh, going. Really, yeah. So, so all the contracts right the being sent out of... by post. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a little nerve wracking, but the company turned up. The flat was great. They absolutely adored it, and there were no there were no issues whatsoever. Perfect. So. As a result of that, what happened was the, I can't remember exactly what month it was, but maybe two or three months after the festival that year, um, the, another request came in by sort of strange means for a, for, for a short let for about right. eight weeks. And I suddenly thought, well, actually, it's really, it's really a festival let outside the festival. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think of any other way to, to, to sort of describe it. So my attitude to the landlord at that point was really to, to do exactly the same as they did when when I was giving the advice to the landlord at the mm-hmm. festival. And so it was set up fully furnished and so on. And that really, that went very well. So like all, you know, I suppose great ideas, you don't realise it at the time, it started off just very, very small. Mm-hmm. And out of that really became then uh, a situation where, where I find myself discussing more and more 
to potential landlords, potential new landlords, that short term, uh-huh. how we defined it, we can come on yes. to that in a minute, but short term might be a model and a route that they should consider mm-hmm. rather than at that point, the very traditional you know, short, yes. short tenancy rent plus all the bills. Mm-hmm. So yes, to answer your question directly, the short term that we do now can be traced all the way back 20 years ago to just to, 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 to an impulsive decision that yeah. I made to do a festival let and out of that grew the, the, the short-term arm of clouds. Yeah. yeah, so, I mean, compared to today, I mean, what percentage do you think of landlords in Edinburgh were letting out the property short-term-wise? Well, I, I mean, I certainly remember when I was speaking to landlords all those years ago that it was really something that many of them hadn't even thought about. Yeah. So, uh, and at the time, if memory serves correct, there were really only... Uh, two other companies that I was aware of at the time in Edinburgh that were even talking about the, the words really? short let. So who's your typical landlord operating short-term leases and why have they gone for short-term as opposed to more traditional long-term residential? Um, when I think about it, I mean, I, I have to go back and think about really, to, again, how it started and some of the conversations that I was having with those landlords mm-hmm. at the time. <clears throat> we had We had situations where... Out of that first festival let, and after some of the other successful smaller short lets that we did, mm-hmm. if I went to see a new landlord, and the location, specifically the location, was 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 inverted commas right, mm-hmm. i.e., I knew, I knew both from my, my limited experience, but I also just knew from common sense mm-hmm. that 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 if you were trying to attract a short let client, and those short let clients for us generally were were sort of corporate, let's call right. them corporate short let clients. And perhaps also, I should just mention at this stage, that we also defined shortlets, i.e. we called them our shortlets. We defined them as minimum of a month. Okay. In practice, it ended up being minimum four weeks because we we priced it and still do in weekly terms. Right. But so it's corporates for maybe six months or something like that. Wouldn't, it wasn't as long as that. Right. Okay. It wasn't as long as that. It, it tended to be. I used to think about it as a as a as a, as a net that used to mm-hmm. catch a, a market that was in between the the, the very long term long term mm-hmm. and the, also on the on the other side of that 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 spectrum it was the very very short term holiday holiday makers mm-hmm. let's call them right. so if you had as we often used to have the majority really of our clients were coming as single solo business mm-hmm. travelers um, they would typically want to be in a flat somewhere in the city for say seven, eight, ten weeks mm-hmm. in the first instance. So that was the net that we used to right. think, right, that, that's our short term. Mm-hmm. That's how we defined it. So between your four weeks and then before they obviously really short term. Sure, yeah, mm-hmm. between four weeks and six months. Yes. But generally it would be, yeah, as I say, anything between t- six to 12 weeks probably when I think right. back. Um, so we, when I went to see one of these flats, I remember discussing. So a new potential client would phone, and we'd go. Out, I'd go out and sort of, you know, give them, uh, give them the sort of sales pitch, so to speak. If I felt that that that, that with not too much extras, the landlord had to add to the flat, we could potentially be looking at using the short term model. And what really gave it leverage at that one, at that point was these were the days where, I mean, I remember quite clearly it was difficult to get even more than £800 a month for a one bedroom flat, mm-hmm. even in mm-hmm. really nice city centre yeah. new town locations. There seemed to be this kind of ceiling. Mm-hmm. Um, that since is, is, is you know, that yeah. ceiling has completely shattered. Uh-huh. But at the time, the short let, the, 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 the pricing on the short let were, was averaging about £1,700 a month mm-hmm. for a one bed. So it didn't take you know, too much persuasion 
for me to be able to say, look, you know, put in a TV, put in some linen mm-hmm. and towels, maybe some little extra knickknacks here and there, making it as a home from home rather yes. than just a sort of flat that somebody had to personalise mm-hmm. themselves. Um, and proving to the landlord that uh, that and that, that that we were that we were already getting you know average about seventeen hundred pounds a month, it, it, including the bills. But nonetheless, yeah. you know, it, it, as long as the voids were able to be mm-hmm. kept to a minimum, it was a, it was certainly a model that they should at least consider. Mm-hmm. And they still had tax benefits back then, didn't they? I mean, obviously now it's different too, with so much change in the. Well, yeah, I mean, we were. I was always very clear that, that that we would, you know, we would provide the figures to the mm-hmm. clients, and we would always suggest that they that they mm-hmm. that they took independent advice or got independent accountants. But right. there was, I think, maybe what you're referring to. But I do remember some clients that we had years ago, specifically for tax purposes, um, were looking at something called furnished holiday letting, yes. mm-hmm. and that was a different yes. kettle of fish. Right. I mean, there were mm-hmm. there were there were there were other restrictions in place yes. around that, mm-hmm. and that. We did. We did actually take on a, a client with two flats where we had to do that for for uh, two or three years. I think at the beginning mm-hmm. of the ownership of it, it proved a little bit of a headache right. for us because I remember even that you could do you could do anything you liked for six months of the year, but then in the other six you couldn't do any more than oh, thirty yes, days. You had a certain amount. Of you know, there, days there was slight. Mm-hmm. We were slightly constricted about having full access to just doing what right. we wanted to do. It worked, but it wasn't great. Okay. But I understand that there were tax advantages mm-hmm. that he enjoyed as a result of that furnished holiday yes. letting. But it transpired over the over the years that a we didn't really get asked that much. We didn't new clients rarely mentioned it, and when they did, it it, it, it wasn't something that we were that keen on as a business. Right. Well, just actually, since we've touched on the tax side of things, have mm. you seen a significant increase of landlords turning to short term rentals since the tax changes of two thousand and fifteen? No. Actually, yeah. not 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 within clouds at all. Uh, I mean, there's been so many changes you know, yes. in, in in the last few years. Tax of you know the the, the and legislation. The, yeah. Absolutely, but the the tax ones of 2015 haven't. I am not conscious and I cannot remember a discussion where a landlord specifically decided to change the, the rental model okay. purely because of that, mm-hmm. purely because of that. I mean, I think it's more next year. Obviously, it's been staggered That's and right. next year is the, the year that they'll feel the full effects. Yes, but and it's So perf- you may see maybe from there, but it'd be interesting. It's to- possible. It's possible. I mean, the clients that, that generally that we have with the properties that they've got, you know, the, the, the tax implications of that are obviously important, but there are other factors that that, that come into play yeah. when it comes to you know just overall capital value mm-hmm. uplift over the over their ownership of the flat. Yes, rental yield as well, which has gone up. It, it's not, I don't certainly to answer your question mm-hmm. that as far as the tax is concerned, I've not had any conversations where they've said right. because of the tax changes, mm-hmm. we need to look at doing something else. Right. Okay. No, we've mm-hmm. not had that yet. Okay. What about? Um, what challenges do short-term landlords face then that they wouldn't experience in long-term? So obviously we hear a lot about the benefits of short-term, mm-hmm. but what challenges would they face? The challenges, I mean, the challenges are probably, in some respects, are probably quite similar. I mean, you know, the the, the void word, you know, I yes. mean, it, it, obviously for short-term with the, with, the, with, the, with the more uncertainty involved mm-hmm. in, well, what's going to happen at the end of that 10-week or 12-week short-let? You know, how long is it going to lie empty for? What happened many, many years ago as I started to, as the data started to come in on these shortlets that we were doing, we were finding that if we made the right, if we picked the right flat for it, so location, as I spoke mm-hmm. about before, 
size was an important one as well. We tended to find that the mm -hmm. one bedrooms were, 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 were being more requested than the, than the bigger flats. Ah, right. okay. I think that was probably just because the demographic of the people that were coming up tended mm -hmm. to be solo travellers, yes, business people. Yes, uh -huh. exactly. So it tended to be, therefore, for them, uh, if you like, a, a step from a hotel room into mm -hmm. a flat. Right. You know, so it would be like moving into a suite, personal. I suppose, mm -hmm. if you were in the hotel, but nothing like as expensive. So we had um, the challenges then. So what, so what then happened was the the we started to get data, as I say, that that were that was proving to us that because we were making the right decisions it, it, with the properties themselves we were taking on. When I met, when I went to meet a new landlord and was having that kind of discussion, and they were asking me about voids. You know, mm -hmm. it used to come up all the time, obviously. I used to say to them, I remember, you know, the line was, you know, I don't know what's going to happen in the next 12 months if we did do this, but had you given me the flat 12 months ago, oh, yes. I would have been able to have shown you, you know, 85% occupancy. Mm -hmm. And on that basis, and going back to what I said a minute ago about the rental volumes being mm -hmm. so much higher on the short term, those voids were actually manageable. Yes, due to the high rental income. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So they were, they, were, they, were, they were manageable in a way that perhaps now, you know, things have shifted. Yes. And um, the, the whole discussion I have with a landlord now is radically different from the discussions I had yeah, I can ten, imagine. Ten, 10 years ago, never mm -hmm. mind 15 years ago. So, I mean, obviously you're seeing a lot of the people taking, um, taking your properties were corporates. Who's your typical tenant now for short-term leases? Is it still the corporate market? Yeah, it is. It's that, that's really never changed. Um, uh, we have, and again, that was a question, interestingly, when I went to see new landlords, mm -hmm. you know, they were always interested in knowing well, who, you know, who's going to take it. And it became clear over time, and it's still the case actually now, that I would say probably 75 to 80% of them are... Um, business people in some capacity um mm -hmm. usually but not always you know contractors who are self-employed who are right. up working in in a company in a bank for example on a project for 12 weeks right mm -hmm. so that that that's the sort of mainstay of it mm -hmm. um but what was interesting is that when, when we sort of opened up this net and said look here we are trying to do things in between holidays and long lots of other kind of fish were caught if you want to use right. that expression okay. so we had um we ended up getting quite involved in a lot of film production. Oh yes, uh -huh. so And as Edinburgh became a little bit more um, popular for mm -hmm. for actually filming for filming actual films, mm -hmm. um, uh, we also got involved with a number of. Uh, TV production companies oh, right. who were here doing everything. I mean, I can think back years ago to, to filming everything from Rebus oh, yes. to um, we had uh, sort of CBBC programs oh, like yes. Danny's House, I think it was called. Oh, was that the one in Prince Street Gardens that, or something? Was they it? were all over. Mum. Yeah, oh, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is the one? It was Teacup something. That was um, teacup Street. Travels, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, and there was Shoebox Zoo, and there was there was a whole pile yeah. of. Of of programs that mm -hmm. that, uh, that that were that, that were being attracted to Edinburgh to That's film. Right, it was the new um, company set up. It wasn't Screen? What became Screen Scotland? That's right. Or, it yes. was called. Was it not called Film Focus? Or am I wrong about that? That's a long remember, time ago. Yes, but you're right. There was a sort of hub. Attracting, uh -huh, and they were trying um, to attract. Yeah, Rose. I remember who was worked there. Who was who, who was Scotland. great. And and, uh -huh. and 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 Edinburgh was being put forward not just as a destination for actually the filming, mm -hmm. you know, for actually scenes in whatever film or TV program, but also obviously all the crew arrived. Yes. And the cast arrived, and mm -hmm. you know everybody arrived, and they all had to stay. It you know to yes. yeah, they needed accommodation, so 
we've had, uh, you know, I mean, even Train Spotting 2, which is probably the last big one that we were involved in. But um, that was, you know, the, the the director and the editor and some of the cast were all in the flat. Great. So that accounts for also for some uh-huh. for, for some of the short term, as well as um, we've had uh, insurance companies, so right. loss adjusters that have been in touch where people have perhaps been flooded out their their homes okay. and as that the you know as their flat is being done up or being reinstated they need they've another. needed a place to stay mm-hmm. It certainly suits the insurance companies because they don't want to put the clients in a hotel for three months. Oh yes, I know. And <laughs> it suits the actual, you know, the people that are that that, that who have been flooded. Let's using that as an example. They don't really want to be stuck in a hotel for three no. months. So it's a sort of win-win. Mm-hmm. So yeah, eighty percent corporate and then twenty percent, twenty percent really coming TV, film, insurance company, people between houses as well. Oh yes, of course. You know, mm-hmm. it's odd when you actually start yeah. thinking about it. There's there, there there is a need for a whole array of different people with different reasons to take short-term. And obviously there's been a lot of changes. I mean, what does short-term mean in light of all the changes with the new PRT where tenancies can be brought to an end after a short period of time? Yes, I mean, that's a really good question. And and, and in some ways I think we're just starting now to start to perhaps gather some data just on what's happening yeah um with that i mean it's it, I mean, as we all know the the the, the big ch- one of the big changes was the, the prt was simply just a start date but no you know fixed end yes. date um and th- i have i have heard of cases where uh tenants have expressed an, a desire mm-hmm. to stay for Let's cut you as we used to call it long term, which yes. that used to be say six months or more. Express mm-hmm. a desire to stay long term, and then have issued notice to notice to leave yeah. after you know, yeah. a month or two of a PRT. And I think there are there are genuine cases in there of um, from what I hear of people's circumstances. You have gen, you know gen, it's genuinely changed, yes. and that they, they, they didn't yeah. expect that. Mm-hmm. But anecdotally. Uh, there are also some cases that are filtering through that I've heard of where people have no intention of staying long term mm-hmm. and, and have spotted a, mm-hmm. yes, have spotted a flat at a long term price mm-hmm. and have thought that'll do mm-hmm. and then have availed themselves of the of their right to issue notice to leave after say yeah. four weeks. Um, that it's a it, it it's an interesting situation because it's a developing situation, yes. um, and we're all slightly paying catch up certainly if you've been used to as i have been mm-hmm. used to the old sh- you know doing short term the way that we that we have been describing it the way that we've been doing it you know um to trying to make sure that we don't fall foul of a situation where we enter uh, into a prt mm-hmm. hoping and planning and being told that it's going to go long term and then suddenly having it back after all uh, that yes. work and everything uh having to phone the landlord with some uh, bad mm-hmm. news mm-hmm. um how that's going to continue? I don't know how that's going to pan out again. You know, as we go forward. Early days, isn't but it? But certainly, from our perspective, in terms of the advice that we give landlords, mm-hmm. um, if a landlord is considering doing short term, and maybe we can talk about that in a minute yeah. as well, because our whole advice about that is changed. has changed. I.e., the levers that I spoke of before mm-hmm. aren't are, are, aren't simply aren't there the mm-hmm. way they used to be. Um, we need to be careful these days in how we advise the landlords about setting their property up. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, then, how do short-term leases differ from leases under the PRT now? Well, the short leases that we that we used were very simple. Um, I mean, in some ways, they could probably just be called occupancy agreements. So mm-hmm. they were they were very pared back, and they were they were not um, 
they were not they weren't under any any housing scotland act um legislation so they were essentially holiday let mm -hmm. bespoke uh contracts um with a start date and an end date and a, you know it showed what the what the rent what the rent was yes. what it included um and there were some some general terms and conditions that you would generally expect to sign on a very short term kind of contract mm -hmm. if you were renting a, flat, a house or a flat anywhere in the UK so it was a simpler contract right. um that sometimes in the past, I remember ask, being asked questions, but landlords got a bit spooked about that because they said, well, what happens if I don't get, what happens if they don't move out? <laughs> and it was a legitimate question, mm -hmm. but it certainly, as far as the, as the, as the, the, the TV companies and as far as mm -hmm. some of the performers that we used to deal with at the Playhouse who were concerned who were coming in to do eight-week runs. Temporary, yes. I mean, why would they not, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they were, they were due to be on stage in Newcastle the day after they mm -hmm. moved out of Edinburgh. How, why would they stay on? And why would people choose to stay longer <laughs> term on a short-term rental value and a higher rental value? Well, exactly. Uh -huh. So but it just, you know, the, 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 the kind of, the, the, the tenants we were dealing yes. with um, and they were also, as I say, corporate. They were, they were corporates. Yes, some of them were self-employed contractors to bigger companies, but often they were coming through bigger companies. Mm -hmm. So we felt secure enough yes. that the, the the risk of that was pretty negligible, actually. And in fact, it never, it's never ever happened. Mm -hmm. The only thing that happens when tenants wanted to stay on after the original short-term agreement yes. of eight weeks or ten weeks was when they came to us. In, month, in week six or whatever it was, two weeks before it came up, and said, look, you know, the project that I'm on has extended. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. I've just found out I'm, I'm on it again for another six weeks. You know, mm -hmm. what's the chances of us just extending this? Yeah, it's not like you would really have no. a sitting tenant issue. Well, precisely. Uh -huh. So, in fact, actually, what was great for us, Music Tower Ears, really, was mm -hmm. when somebody took something initially for six, eight weeks and then eventually, you know, wanted to continue it for another mm -hmm. six, eight weeks of what could happen, which mm -hmm. did happen with a flat not too far from where we we're sitting, in fact, right. was the landlord ended up getting about two years worth out of a tenant who was a self-contractor, I remember an IT contractor, could only guarantee 12 weeks at a time, because right. that's what his contract was. Yes. But every time it came up, he used to phone and say, it got to a point where it was mm -hmm. kind of laughable, but it used to phone up and say, guess what, you know, I've been, I've been kept on again. Yeah. So, and, and we just, we basically, we built those contracts, we built that as a, as a, as a series of back-to-back Short lets that ended up going about two years. Eventually, I mean, said, right, I mean, I'm great. off. If you're not requiring, no, it was fantastic. The landlord was delighted, and and the tenant was delighted. Yes. And it was win-win. Mm -hmm. But um, so oftentimes it wasn't. It wasn't a question of us not getting them back. No. That, that was never a worry. Mm -hmm. Never a worry. Well, I believe you know there has been a lot of concern for the impact of the new PRT on the providers of long-term accommodation and their willingness to remain in the sector. Has this been borne out in reality? Have you experienced landlords moving out of long-term sector for fear of being unable to get the property back for times when they wish to let it short-term? Yeah. Like festival or student that, again, side of things. That, that is something that, 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 was, that, was a, a, that was, I know I remember being at meetings where this was discussed, I mean, particularly in relation to, um, I remember St Andrews being brought up as an example mm -hmm. where, uh, I wasn't that that familiar with how things worked in St Andrews, but it's, as, as I found out, you know, that, that student tenants, for example, were given nine, ten month leases. Mm -hmm. um, some were even given notice to notice to quit, as it was called in those days, on the day they moved in. So there were tenants were under no illusion that when yeah. that when that fixed period came to an end, 
that's when the landlord was was requesting the property back, and that then enabled the landlord obviously to have to have to have uh, occupation of the flat for a month or two months mm-hmm. of the summer and could do what they liked, yes. lining up new student tenants from September, and I was con- and I knew that, that that went on a little bit in Edinburgh as well, but no more. Mm-hmm. So the, I, uh, as I say, it's early days, mm-hmm. but the impact of not being able to get the, the property back using the so-called no-fault mm-hmm. ground. Yes, 18. Um, and the impact then on what that landlord can yeah. or cannot mm-hmm. do in the festival or in the summer, uh, I'm not sure yet what impact that's going to have, particularly on all the festival people coming into town. Yeah. I suspect it's going to have quite a big impact on it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, the advice that we're giving to landlords these days when that, when that, when that conversation comes up is to try and remind them that the you know that this is their their, their ownership of, of of that particular flat mm-hmm. isn't an example or an exercise in how much money can they make in twelve no. months, but rather you know the majority of our clients certainly are interested in uh, interested in keeping flats usually for about ten years at least, mm-hmm. and it's an exercise really in cinema terms of bums on seats. So yes. it's it it it's trying to. I've said to them, look, you know, what will happen is you might not be able to get the property back during, you know, when you've got students in the flat, but occasionally what will happen inevitably is the tenants are going to want to move out. Mm-hmm. It's either their final year or they've going to move out anyway for other reasons. And so that's maybe the year that you can do it. Right. So and how real- have they responded? What's- well, they, they, they've taken the advice and they've understood it. Um, I don't really know what I mean, what other options have they got. Yeah, unless they were just you know, sell unless they're going to sell in other areas. Yes. So we've not yet seen a massive exodus from okay. the market just right. because a landlord hasn't been able to um, rent a flat for the festival. Yes. Um, I think it is a it is a is a sort of recalibration in their minds, just of rethinking. Well, what am I trying to get from this investment? Mm-hmm. Um, yes, rental yield, hopefully, you know, capital up, uplift over the, over the over the period of ownership, but also keeping it ticking over at yes. a good rental to to, to quality tenants mm-hmm. throughout the year. Yes. and if that means missing the festival one or two years, or mm-hmm. however many percentage of the of, of the time that they've got it for ownership, so be it. Yeah, because do I don't. They have no other options. No, but I do. Fe- I do fear for. A little bit for the impact of what's going to have on the festival, and I, I genuinely don't know how, how, how that's going to how that's yes. going to um, how that's going to roll out. But I suspect we'll be hearing a lot more about that in the next couple After of years, this for sure. Festival, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, do you find is there much overlap with your short term market and Airbnb? Obviously, we're hearing a lot about Airbnb at the moment for mm. a variety of reasons. Um, do you use Airbnb? No, we've we've historically never um, used any other uh, any of the sort of traditional short term holiday like platforms such as Airbnb to advertise the flats. Now, that's really because we we set our minimum. Mm-hmm. All that, all, all those years ago, at, at, at four weeks, yes. And I had always th- seen these platforms as offering whether it's three nights or five nights or seven yeah. nights. So I always sort of saw it as a more, let's call it holiday, traditional holiday yes. maker market. Mm-hmm. And I certainly know from the other, you know, from the other side, I've used that site when I've travelled, and, and and it's worked really well. Mm-hmm. But um, we've we've had literally nothing to do with it um, at all. So so our short term, as I say really kind of landed in between where right. Airbnb left off and where long-term picked up. Okay. So then you'll have no 
Airbnb won't have impacted at all with your short-term business then, with uh, landlords it, attempting to use the platform and managing it themselves? Well, yes. I mean, that, although we've not actually advertised no. any of our properties, we have had cases. Um, we have had cases. Now, when I, when I think about it, it, it not, not in the last... Um, Sort of two to three years, but sort of about four or five years ago, there were a, there were a couple of cases where I remember clients saying, "Oh, there's this new fabulous um, site that they've come across, and they wanted mm. to try and do it themselves, and they would take the property back and do it." Interestingly, what happened was that it's quite, well, I, mean, I can't remember the exact numbers, but I certainly remember quite a few phone calls coming back into us yes. uh, six eight months later, saying it's just too much work. Mm-hmm. And this was this was also remember this was before the emergence of some of the service providers right. who who you know who who, who suddenly appeared yes. uh-huh. to um, turn these Managed Airbnb the buddy I think yeah, and other uh-huh. and other companies like that. Um, but uh, what we found is although those landlords some of the landlords d- did leave a few years ago and some of them did come back. What we've actually found is um, that. The ones that uh, the ones that, the ones that are coming back are also now are, are coming back even more because of the changes. And maybe you can touch on that later. Mm-hmm. But the, the you know the proposed changes that are yes. coming to the whole short let rental mm-hmm. market. So some of those clients are now mm-hmm. saying trying to get ahead of the curve. Yeah, because they know that obviously it's just a matter of change, time. So restrictions will be brought in. Yes, for Airbnb. change We've is coming. London, Amsterdam. Oh, all over. Yeah. I mean, there's a number of cities that are trying all different hosts, kind of hosts of reasons or hosts of ways of trying to to control yes. this explosion, if you mm-hmm. like, that's happened. I mean, Airbnb, a number, I mean, quite a number of years ago, it was never even on anybody's lips, and now that's you, it. now it's con- now it's, every, yeah. it's on everybody's head. So, um, yes. Well, I've, on, on another note, actually, just touching on obviously mm. restrictions that we've heard about so much um, being discussed surrounding Edinburgh itself, but also, now I've heard, now you should know, mm-hmm. possibly know more about this, this is very recent, I've heard anyway that Edinburgh Council mm. has made proposals for changes to short-term letting so that properties could only be let out if, the, if it's the landlord's main residence. Yes. Therefore, they can only really let out short-term if they're away on holiday or letting out a room mm. within the property. Yes. Yeah, have you heard this? Well, what yes, are your, of what course. Are your views on absolutely, I've heard, I've heard this too. Mm-hmm. And there seems to be different schools of thought. I mean, this is all part of the the large sort of planning bill that's yeah. going through. Um, it would seem that there are that there are that there are voices at one end of the of the scale that are trying to really, um, uh, well, trying to sort of crack this because it is. Mm-hmm. A, I, mean, I know that there are problematic areas to this short yes. term this short term holiday business but, but, the, but you, the one end yeah but at the other end there's also much more sort of lenient type approaches as well being being put forward and i know there was i know that there was some uh, there were some voices that were talking about not going as far as what you've just suggested uh-huh. but but talking about potentially sort of doing a certain licensing scheme right um very much similar to sort of the hmo mm-hmm. um I, I mean, my, 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 my view on that is that, uh, and certainly I hear from my clients that are, that we're doing short lights on, on mm-hmm. at the moment that they feel, they feel it's unfair mm-hmm. that when a client engages with us for short term, we essentially treat them as a long term landlord insofar as the repairing standard is concerned, yes. uh, insofar as Edinburgh landlord registration is concerned uh-huh. in relation to, um, you know, um, providing uh, gross rents for HMRC mm-hmm. when we're asked, and 
they, you know, they're trying to be saying, well, well wh why, why do I have to pay all this money to have my flat upgraded and smoke detection and gas checks and everything when I know my neighbour's not bothering about it? Mm -hmm. um, and I think we're lucky um, that we haven't seen uh, an emergency, whether it's a fire or yeah. whatever, occur in one of these short-let flats, i.e., let's call them unregistered yes. flats, who, who, where there may be no safety provision it's whatsoever. Not the same protections you know? there are for... Um, and I think it, that we're right to get ahead of that curve before something does yes. happen. My, my view always was, I mean, even at the very, very beginning, I always thought, well, this is a, whether it's short or long, there's a contract being written here. Absolutely. And People are paying money. For... You know, there's a responsibility. Mm -hmm. And I thought, well, what we need to do is just make sure that the short-let short landlords reach the same benchmark as the long-term. Yeah which is what we do. Mm -hmm. um, how the, what's eventually, how it's going to pan out, I don't know, because I, I don't know how, they, how they're actually, how they're defining the word short term. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've said a couple of times while we've been speaking today that how we've defined it. Yes. But I don't know if, for example, I think, I think we probably will be caught up in this with, the, with our clients, but will they also, will they also say that short term is, is, is a the short-term restrictions, if you like, will they also apply to a situation where you have got a businessman coming in who's got a home elsewhere in the UK and he's coming to Edinburgh for three months? Mm -hmm. Is that a short let? Well, it is a short let in some senses, but is it going to be defined as such within the regulations? Mm -hmm. I don't know. So lots of questions. Interesting yes, times. It's very interesting times. Um, and as I say, some of my landlords already are are, are, are starting to get cold feet about oh. continuing on this because they fear mm -hmm. that perhaps the regulations are going to be at the more extreme end of the of the, of the scale. Mm -hmm. And so we've had conversations already about, well, what can we do now? Mm -hmm. And what would you be, what's been your advice to them? Well, I mean, there's, they only have, they only have a couple of options. Yes. I mean, it, you know, if they don't want to sell or they don't mm -hmm. want to move in themselves, but they want to keep it and they want to try and still, they want to rent it. Yes. What do they do? They can only move on to a PRT. Mm -hmm. I mean, there, there are no other options available mm -hmm. to them. So we then have to look at, right, okay, how would that pan out? How do we, do we need to change the setup of the flat? If if, if so, how do we do that? What would the long term, what's the values going to, what's the rental yes. values going to be? Mm -hmm. You know, so you end up having those kind of conversations. But as I say, some of them are saying, do you know what? I think it's time for me just to, especially if they're going to put like some kind of 90 day limit on it yeah. or 120 day limit on it, whatever it is. What are, they, what are they going to do for the rest of mm -hmm. the year? So it's either sell or well, move to I, long term. I, I can't see what else mm -hmm. they would possibly do. Leave it lying empty. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just not. Oh, no. I can't see that being an option. So yeah. um, I think it's long-term or, or sale. Mm -hmm. Well, definitely interesting times. Yeah. So finally, mm. I always like to end on a lighter note. <laughs> so I'm thinking you have over 20 years experience in the property market. Yes. So you must have some funny stories. Oh, Just don't golly. make them about me. Uh -huh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, goodness me, the... the Actually, some of the... I don't know if people are just more generally well-behaved these days. Oh, Mark, I'm not relying um, on you to but, have one of the goodies. Uh, we do have... <laughs> I mean, we've not... We're not had sort of, I've got to be careful because there's, I suppose there's a difference between funny stories and also quite scary stories, maybe. Yeah, but funny for the wrong reasons. Funny for the wrong reasons. <laughs> um, we... I mean, actually, I do remember a case a, a number of years ago where it was... Actually, funnily enough, it was a short-term flat and yes. it was... It was it was quite well-known names that were using it, that were performing at a venue in Edinburgh. Right, and so you can't name and shame. No, I'm not doing that. Okay. I can't do that. But they, 
we had we had told them that we were coming out to do a viewing mm-hmm. with new prospective tenants. Yes. So we had to view it while they were still there. I think it was in their last week or something. And we were told that's fine. And I remember turning up at the door, knocking there, and nobody answered. And so, so we walked in, me and these new tenants, these <laughs> prospective tenants. And you know, as you 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 know, you announced the fact that you're there, and there was no no yes. response. So we were walking around, and uh, I was showing off the flat and to this couple, and went into one of the bedrooms, and I sort of was waxing lyrical about all the storage and uh, and I said and look there's these wonderful great built-in wardrobes which oh there were and I opened goodness. them up and as I opened the door the woman I was standing with showing around just j- literally jumped and um, screamed and there was a, a naked man who was <laughs> crouched down in the cupboard in the well, actual with wardrobe well face pardon well this is it and, 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 and just looked up at, and looked up at us and, and we sort of looked down at him and the woman I was showing was still in, a, a, a completely shocked. And he said, good morning. <laughs> As you Quite do. matter of fact. And uh, I remember just saying... Extra I, 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 quite, I, I didn't know what to say. I was speechless. I, I just said, good morning. And then just closed the door on him. I just closed the door and continued doing the, <laughs> continued doing the, the walk around. And on the way out, she, the, the woman I was showing around turned to me and said... Did that actually just happen? What I think happened in that flat, and I said, "Yeah, I, th- I think so. I-, I don't think we dreamt it." Um, and then she said, "That looked awfully like bleep bleep." You can tell me after. And I said, "Oh, I couldn't possibly comment. I, you know, I, I don't mm-hmm. think so." So perhaps it was good that it was pre-Twitter and yeah. some of these other social media platforms because. Perspective that, tenant. Yes, if she if she had got her phone out and taken a side. photograph and put that on, that could have been quite embarrassing for some, for this person. Um, but yes, that's probably what that's well, one that springs to storage. You can fit a whole human being <laughs> that's in. Right. So that's right. I could have used that in the marketing, yeah. couldn't I? Um, but that's certainly one that springs to mind. Yeah. Oh, great. Well, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. I've not seen you for a very long time, so thank you very much, Mark. I've enjoyed it. Thank you for having me. I'm Gillian Semler. Thanks for listening. If you've enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe to the Let's Talk channel on all the usual platforms, including Spotify, iTunes and SoundCloud, as well as on citylets.co.uk forward slash podcasts. And also let your friends know where to find us. Let's Talk is a dedicated property show providing insight into the world of property letting. More information on today's show can always be found on our show notes along with this podcast. If you want to get in touch, just reach out. Let's talk at citylets.co.uk.